Oh, you mean... You mean one of these? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, standing probably. on it. I'm standing on it right now. Yeah, it's like a half inch thick, like foam, mm. squishy guy. So I don't have to stand on my hard, hard uh, carpet. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, do we want to have any? I mean, we can still have notes, even if it's not like you know anything we that can... we want to cover generally. <laughs> we can't. We. I mean, but you already summed it up well in the notes, which is. Uh, <laughs> Wes and James talk about whatever while Bailey is gone. And yeah. honestly, James, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even really want to do an intro this, this week. You want to do an can intro. We, can we just like, that was our cold. Like, let's just, we're just talking now. This is the show. There's no, no introduction. <laughs> no, you still got to intro it. You got, well, you still got to go through the, uh, see, the this typical is the, schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the problem is that now that I've said that, that became the introduction. Mm. That wasn't like if I had said nothing about it and we just started rambling, then like that's a good cold open. But now that no, I've talked listen, about you, it, no, 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 you're this. And is now, now we're going open, back to a good cold all, open because yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about it. We're going adding another layer. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Dinner for Broad Podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's good enough. Whatever. Bailey's not here to keep us in check. This is Dinner for Breakfast unsupervised. Uh, I'm Wes, and James is the other guy, and we're yep. just, we're drinking a late night coffee, and, uh, <laughs> we're just gonna talk. Bailey's, I mean, uh, you say late sick. night, it's not even seven o'clock yet, but, you it's know. It's late night for me. It's, it's late for a <laughs> coffee, I would say, you know? <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, Bailey's not feeling well today, so instead of doing the stuff that we had planned originally, um, which includes a new round of mystery boxes for everyone. Uh, yes, we decided <laughs> we decided to finally do what we said we would. Well, we said we would do it or we would make another podcast, but this is just going to be Wes and I just kind of talking, chatting, kind of like mixology. We're not necessarily drinking, but, you know, maybe we maybe. will. Maybe we will. <laughs> I mean, who knows? And uh, I... since Bailey's not here, we'll just kind of chill. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we're just hanging out. It's just a just a couple of us because Big Dog's sick uh big dog <laughs> big dog yeah is big dog is that what we're calling him on the show now? i don't know we can call it it doesn't matter um <laughs> what do you want to talk about first james what kind of coffee are you drinking well you have like a little paper cut did you go somewhere to get a cup of coffee well here's the thing is i got that's coffee <laughs> if you did that's wild because you live in the middle of fucking nowhere uh, I do. No, I got coffee yesterday, and then I forgot about it, and then I put oh. it in the fridge, and I was like, oh I'll just God. have the coffee later. So I'm drinking coffee. The man after my own heart. Yesterday. Truly. Uh. <laughs> I'll like sometimes when I show up to work and I'm the first person there. There's like half a pot of coffee in the coffee maker from yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just drink that instead of making a fresh <laughs> pot. Whatever. I like throw some in the microwave. Well, it's fine too because you know. These days, people drink their coffee hot or cold. So even if you forget about it and it was yeah. hot, it can now just be a nice coffee or something. It's true. <laughs> I'm I'm drinking mine cold. I'm having a La Colombe, the vanilla latte. Ooh. I bought a big case of these at Costco the other day. I will say I did feel weird when I was at work this morning at around, uh, I don't know, 7.30 this morning, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I poured myself a piping hot cup of coffee and then threw some ice cubes in it to cool it down to drinking temperature. And then I was like, damn, <laughs> I'm having I'm having an iced coffee and it's negative 25 outside. Like, this is wild. <laughs> Why didn't you just put your like coffee outside for a couple minutes and then come back? I, honestly, I probably could have. I probably could have just set it outside for like a minute and a half and then come back. It was I literally I woke up at 
uh, what, five, I think, and I checked my phone to check the weather, mm-hmm. it was negative seven and oh negative God. 26 with wind chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. It hasn't been so, cold like this in a long time. Yeah, hopefully you weren't uh, catering to any uh, outside events or outdoor events uh, for, no. for work today. <laughs> no, we our our catering guys had like their normal Monday stuff. Um, I have to I have YouTube on my other monitor. I gotta close that out. Um, I uh, no, I spent the day making lasagna. I made sixty five lasagnas. Uh, <laughs> Garfield's wet dream. Garfield's wet. Well, I made veggie lasagnas, so not necessarily. Ooh, yeah. And then tomorrow I was supposed to make sloppy joes, but I don't have to work tomorrow because of the cold. So really. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like a dangerous temperature or whatever. I'm assuming that's why anyways. Maybe I got fired and I didn't really like fully <laughs> yeah, it. Like, we didn't but... know how to let him down yet. So just don't come in. We have I, tomorrow off. My Everyone boss called me that. and was like, was like, hey, don't come into work tomorrow. And I said, OK, <laughs> so like, did I get fired? <laughs> I don't think so. Nah, you're probably fine. You're probably fine. You're fine. I'm not that worried about it. What are you going to do with your day off? Uh, Laundry. And then I think whenever you get up at like 11 or so, we'll probably try no, to that's, do. That's just when I'm, that's not necessarily when I get up. That's just when I'm uh, lucid. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm up with the sun, dude. I'll like, a lot of times on weekends, I get up, get out of bed like quarter after seven and I just like start playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> so I could probably do more productive things than that, but it's a weekend. If I um, wasn't often up extra late, working or doing whatever then i would you know i i'd like the idea of getting an early start to the day it's just that it that's not how it ends up happening most of the time most of the time i'm out until the sun starts rising or something and then i just no, kind of am on an off schedule you're absolutely i feel like you're pretty solidly a night owl yeah oh yeah <laughs> like um no but then after i don't know whenever you're free. Maybe we'll try to beat Baldur's Gate 3 in honor mode. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. ultra hard difficulty. <laughs> well, you finally finished your original, uh, your solo playthrough of that game. I finished uh, my solo playthrough. I played on balanced, so like, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't hard, but. Well, yeah, it wasn't, you know, it, it was balanced. It was balanced, um, exactly. Sorry for all of our usual food podcast enjoyers, but this is going to be, as we said, completely random. Uh, Skip this episode if you don't, if you want to. (laughs) We're just going to talk like we're just talking. If you just like want to feel like you're part of a conversation, go ahead and put it on. And if not, that's fine, too. Yeah. But uh, without too many spoilers, since the game is still in the scheme of things, relatively new. That's true. I've never encountered this before. The the ending of the game or like the overall story, just general thoughts regarding Um, your experience with it. I really liked, I liked the overall story. Uh, I feel like towards the end, it felt like a little all packed in at the end. Um, like act three specifically was like, like, here's all of the rest of it. Like right you at the end. You mean the, as in regards to like the main story or just yeah, in general, in re- the way the in, game was kind of paced out from that point or. In regards to the main story, I felt like okay. there were throughout acts one and two. It, specifically like there was like a couple main story beats in act one and it's like this is setting everything up and act mm-hmm. two there's like a little bit and there's one big story beat right at the end of act two and then act three is like here's the whole rest of the story and then that's the game, that's right. the game. you know it felt yeah. like it was really backloaded which is okay um but maybe that's also because of some of the decisions i made in the game i don't know true 
because it's the kind of game where it's really like the entire game the way you play the game and your experience with it changes based on the decisions you make as you go um so i tried to play as like you know this honorable like you know pillar of justice yeah, kind traditional of traditional good party you know well, yeah i was playing, around and helping people yeah i was playing a uh Oh, what was my oath? I was a paladin. I can't remember what my oath was. <laughs> did but, you break it or what? <laughs> no, no. I did at one point, and I became an oath breaker for a lot of the game. And I was like, man, I felt like like my abilities kind of fell off, and I just wasn't hitting as hard as I wanted to. So I like totally respect my character and took my oath back. And then I was just like, you know, shitting out divine smite damage left and right, <laughs> like a paladin should. Um, no, I don't know. It was it was it was pretty good. What what was your what was your take on the? the overall story of the game. Like, how did you like it? I thought the story was pretty good. Like, there's obviously a couple different ways that it can resolve and then different ways that you can kind of, different approaches you can take to getting to where you are at the very end of the game anyway. But mm -hmm. I had a good time with it. I, I also thought that the the last act was kind of just like, here's everything else. And yeah. I mean, it was, it was the concluding act of the story. Right. So it's like, like, here's, here's three, here's like three, four, five, maybe main boss battles. Like, all yeah. right at the like i mean that kind of makes sense you're the right loose ends and outstanding stories had to come to a, a conclusion at that point so like it was a lot and it's also the most like the first two acts you're primarily in the wilderness or in a sparsely populated area outside of a couple like strongholds this is like in the main city so, so like you're yeah you're in like the lower of levels happening. of the most populated city in the world and i guess that probably also helps like contribute to the fact um like of the way it feels it's probably yeah. a contributing factor of like how it feels so packed in because it's a very dense environment. It's, it's literally like packed in, like you're in the city. There's a bunch of different streets and side streets and like secret things to find. Buildings on top of each other. Like it's so multi-levels, like different buildings, different, like you have like it, the sewers underneath the city as well as the city itself and the yeah. castles and all the other stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty good all in all. Like they obviously are still updating the game a lot. I, I definitely experienced the most bugs in that part of the game, which you know, checks out. 100%. But... <laughs> I had a lot of uh, most of most of my issues were like graphics related. I had a couple like frame rate dips, mm -hmm. um, but mostly it was like things just being low poly and smooth, which is like. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't bother me that much, really. I think part of that, too, so is that cutscenes. That's the more demanding area like in the mm -hmm. game. So like your computer's probably just trying to load all of the shaders sometimes. So they sometimes you get like delayed textures rendering and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I don't there's a lot going on. I will admit I don't have the craziest computer on the planet, <laughs> but but I, you know, I feel like it, I do have a 3070, so I feel like it should be able to handle that pretty, pretty nicely. But then oh, on yeah. the other hand, like, it's an indie, it's not a, like, main studio, like, it's not a AAA game. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a, like an I mean, independent... it's about as close as you can get as far as not being from a AAA studio, I, I, I suppose, unless people start calling them a AAA studio now. Larian, you know. I mean... Like after, you know, after this game, people might have pretty high expectations for the company as a whole. And they've done like popular or well-received games in the past. So it's not super surprising, but they're definitely, yeah, like still like an indie developer in the grand scheme yeah, of in, things. In the, in the strictest like definition of an indie developer, yes, they are. 
but they make a game like Baldur's Gate 3, which is just fucking incredible. It's such an amazing <laughs> game. I really love it, dude. I think the actual, like, the playing of it and the way that you are able to interact with the world in such a, like, minute way is what mm-hmm. really makes me like. Like, you are, you are like, it really captures the immersion aspect of Dungeons & Dragons. Because at the end of the day, it's a D&D game. Right. right. And it really, like, it really lends itself to, to being immersed in it. Which is really, really, like a game hasn't gotten me hooked the way that this has in a long time. Oh yeah, I lie. mean this is right up your alley. You're you're it's, an yeah. D and D player as is and stuff, so you know definitely it's has true. That I lo- appeal. I love fantasy shit, and I love uh, like strategic turn-based games, and mm. you know like dungeon crawls. Like I love everything like that. So this is totally, totally right up my alley. Yeah. But, but we'll have to, uh, you know, get our honor mode uh-oh. run going. Try to do it on the hardest difficulty and see if we really know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we'll be okay. I don't think it'll be the worst. Eh, I think it's going to take us a couple tries. I think it's going to take us a couple <laughs> tries. I agree. I can't disagree with you. But uh, I just started playing uh, the finals with, like, Ryan and John uh, the last couple days. So good? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know how much you've heard about it. It's kind of like the new hot topic kind of trendy mm-hmm. game right now, I suppose. That and Lethal Company. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, two different kinds of games. The finals right. is kind of like, it, it's not a bi- battle royale in the traditional sense. It's it's an extraction shooter or whatever they call it. Your objective is not necessarily to just, like not be eliminated you have to collect the most money and then like cash it in and that typically involves uh getting the money in the first place but then you have to basically guard the uh deposits because they have a Mm. timer until it actually cashes and gives you the points and like locks them away so during that entire time that you're you have it claimed other teams can come in and steal it and claim it before the timer runs out to to cash it or bank it in so you're basically um, playing, like the whole game is basically like Call of Duty Search and Destroy. Kinda, yeah. Where you're yeah, like babies, you like plant the thing and then babysit it and wait yeah, to make sure it, nobody else gets it. Yeah. It's way faster than like all of the usual battle royales because there's not like when you die, you're not gone. You have respawn timers, but it benefits you to like not get team wiped because then you all have to respawn further away from like the objective oh, or wherever sure. you were but you will come back so it's not like you die once and you're out it's encouraging you to get involved and the way it works is that you're you're guaranteed to have fights like you can't spend the game hiding because you need the money so like either you're going to be like stealing someone else's uh cash outs or like getting the money yourself and like holding it the entire time to make right. sure that you get the money so it's a, it's a lot faster pace like there's always fights when there's multiple teams going for like the same uh, money or like because there's different extraction points that show up at different times. Um, so you don't necessarily need to go to the same one. Uh, there's two different modes, one where there's four uh, teams of three and then one where there's three teams of three. And in okay. the smaller so game it's like, mode, it's like everyone's fighting over right? the same box. <laughs> oh, geez. That sounds so chaotic. It, oh, it is. And so if, if there's only like the environments, like... everything. In the bigger version of the game, like, there's like a dozen people. Like, that's not a lot for that kind of game. For like no, a battle royale, and the like arenas are relatively thing. small, it would seem. They, when would, you, they would probably load in. If there's only like 12 people playing. Yeah, right. Like, right. 
That um, sounds cool. I'm kind of into that, actually. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty valid. Like, the game is free. It has a battle pass like everything else does these days, well, but you don't naturally. need one. Um, Give me my Binding of Isaac battle pass, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still coming Ed out McMillan. with like updates for that game? Every once in a while. Ed, Mc, Ed McMillan comes out with stuff for it every once in a while. The thing that's in alpha right now is an online co-op mode oh, which looks cool. really cool i was thinking about alpha testing like joining the alpha test but uh i would have to uninstall all my mods and i have so many like quality of life <laughs> mods for that game that i don't want to go through wow uh, mm. that's another one of my favorite games is the binding of isaac i really like roguelikes and that one's like the perfect roguelike for me yeah. that and like hades i really like um, when does the second one come out i don't know hades that's sometime two? this I year know. i think right that's yeah i think so probably late this year my brother's uh, a huge Hades guy, so he would probably be able to. He would probably know off the top of his head. I really liked. Uh, I played the first one. I thought it was really good. And then John, John actually played it quite a bit, and he's like unlocking a lot of the. Um, I don't know what they are achievements. Like, there's a way where you can like. There's a lot of incentive for doing all the difficulty like multipliers and stuff like that. So he's been like working his way through that. Um, but uh yeah no i like the roguelikes too like that but uh so it seems I, like the general consensus is that it'll come out in the second quarter of 2024 okay so a couple months soonish yeah relatively soon probably less than six months maybe six months or so do you have uh since we're on the topic of games currently what uh -huh. are there any games coming out this year that you're specifically looking forward to or like among the top I... contenders for your attention Oh, Jesus. Straight up, I haven't even looked at, like, games that are coming out this year. Um, mm -hmm. Big thing that's at the top of my mind is Elden Ring DLC. I would love to see some Elden Ring DLC. It's been, it was teased, like, a year ago, maybe a okay, year and a so half ago. Okay, so they have already kind of, like, said they're it. going to be doing it. Okay. Yeah, it's called, it's called Shadows of the Erd Tree. It looks, like, they only posted, like, one, you know, like, a promotional image, basically. Like, not even a screenshot from the game. Yeah. Um. But I'm excited about that because FromSoft has a history of making like DLC that's way better than the base game, mm -hmm. uh, at, at least when it comes to Dark Souls 3, which is my favorite FromSoft game. Uh, and Bloodborne also had really good DLC. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited about that. Um, that's the main thing. I, ha I haven't been playing like a ton of new games. <laughs> Just been playing like Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, basically. I played it so I played through that game so slowly, like it took me months to beat that game. I think even even if you're like kind of cruising, once you get to act three too, just because like we said, there's so many yeah. things that's a much more compacted there's area. A, so there's a lot of things to do in that last act that really kind of bog you yeah. down right before the end. <laughs> there's a lot of backtracking and stuff and moving around. But I was I was this is like a, a pretty minor spoiler for Act 3 of Baldur's Gate, so if you guys are mm. interested, don't listen to this next part, <laughs> but uh, I was look, researching strategy videos for, like, how to beat Honor Mode, just because I had nothing better to do. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the only required boss fight in all of Act 3 is the fight with Orin. Everything <laughs> else you can totally skip. Which is kind of crazy. Like, so, hmm. if it comes down to it, once we get to, if we can get our honor mode to act three, we can just burn through yeah. it real quick. Well, I think that's like, it depends on what you're trying to do, because obviously the yeah. main thing with honor mode is that you want to flex and get the achievement and you get like the golden dice or whatever yes. when you that's, beat it. Um, right. 
but i feel like there's a lot of times where like you said like there's side quests or you can just take the path of least resistance which mm -hmm. may be morally questionable in certain areas depending on the type Almost of run you're certainly. trying to do but if you're just trying to finish the game then yeah because I, I i think i can see some of the things that would make yeah. act three very short but that would be kind of depending on how you're playing the game it might go against what you would think right. is the traditionally good option or whatever that's why i feel i feel like when i played through it like with my my solo playthrough i think i had a little bit of a tougher time than i would have if i was playing a non-moral character like yep <laughs> i was trying to play basically like the knight in shining armor the whole time yeah, i was yeah. like i was like what's the just thing to do what mm -hmm. has what's honorable you know um but i think if you're not as concerned about that and like the ending of certain quest lines then uh you could probably finish the game a lot faster and a lot easier. Right. But it is yeah. what it is. Speaking of finishing <laughs> games, did you see that uh, somebody just beat, like, beat Tetris for the first time? Oh, God. Like, it actually? Was like a, yeah, like, got a kill screen in Tetris. Like, maxed mm. out the score counter. It I was, thought, like, like, a 13-year-old um, kid. Yeah, I think I saw that article, and then I saw some comments under it or whatever that were saying that there's actually, there is technically a way to skip that kill screen like it's something i don't know if it's like a bug that you would call it but like when you do beat that level or something it triggers that kill screen but there's a way to kind of avoid triggering it because according Weird. to the game files that someone's like you know opened up and looked at there are actually yeah. like there you can see the number that the actual number of levels that are on the the cartridge or whatever Whoa. Or, you know, whatever it is, is coded into the game. And it actually goes higher than that kill screen is. But you have to, like, do a weird thing to get around it. <laughs> sure. Interesting. Yeah. But I, but I, isn't that the first time? I thought I saw that it was the first time in, like, 34 years. Sure, that somebody yeah. beat, Because the game has been out for that long. And yeah. Nobody's done that before. Yeah, and it's like and this 13 year old kid, and it took him, it only took him like 45 minutes. <laughs> only 45 minutes. That's seriously. Just... Yeah, well, I know. Could you imagine? <laughs> you gotta think doing... about how fast those those bricks are moving at those levels. Oh my God, I know. That's They're why it so... doesn't actually take that much time because it's flying by. Like, right. I could, I could sit down and play a, a game of Tetris, and it would probably take me, I bet I could last six minutes. Yeah. I bet I could do six <laughs> minutes of a game of Tetris, and I'd feel pretty good about that. Just a 45 minute consecutive, like. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That, then you're on the level of like those people who solve Rubik's cubes really fast. Like you're, oh yeah, like swiping around and crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I think the the main game I'm looking forward to uh, this year is uh, Dragon's Dogma Two, which is like a, a sequel from a game that came out a long time ago. Yeah, that dude, was kind I like of Dragon's like a Dogma. cult classic, you know. Um, I remember when you were playing through Dragon's Dogma. It's it's just a cool game, and it seemed like... I don't remember when the original game came out. The original game came out probably on uh, Xbox 360 and, like, that generation of consoles. Mm -hmm. And then I know following that, they did, like, a remastered version that was still the same game, just, like, some quality of life upgrades and graphics and stuff. Um, but there had been rumors for a long time that they would do a sequel, and people have kind of the the following that game has was looking forward to that, and they finally announced it, and I think it's supposed to come out this year. Um, I think March actually, so not super far away. But uh, people are a little exciting. disappointed that they said it was going to be another single player experience because that that's like one of the few things where 
the, if you played the original game, you're like, the game's great. It has a lot of solid foundation, does some unique things. Um, but it'd be great if I could play with like one other friend and then you each have your AI companion, which is kind of, they're called pawns in the game, which is like, yes, okay. Big so that I was going to ask if that is the, the game yes. that has pawns or if that was, uh, I couldn't remember if that was Dragon's Dogma or Dragon Age. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Dragon's Dogma. You get like a pawn, which is basically a character that you can build and you can like tell them which class to be in the game. And then you can also kind of tell them generally how to behave. And this game was like, like I said, I don't remember the year, but this the original game is old. So this concept was kind of interesting to have like a pretty smart AI for the most part with you. Um, you can like tell your pawn to prioritize like different types of targets and you can change that depending on what you were doing um so it kind of gave you an interesting amount of control over your like your ai friends uh and then the other thing was like being able to jump on the it's a fantasy game so there's like dragons and like chimeras and those types of creatures but you can actually like jump mm -hmm. onto them and like attack certain parts of them and they you would like cut the snake tail off the chimera or whatever before it, cool. it dies and stuff like that it's really so. it's really cool it's a super yeah. cool game uh looks like it came out in 2012 oof we're old that's yeah that's a decade years ago. ago more yeah, more, yeah more, more than, than a decade, decade ago. ago we were that when we were, were freshmen in high school Probably like right around, around there. there. Yeah, 20, 2012 would have been. Like eighth grade from mm. high school. Yep. Somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a dope game. It's really, really cool. I There's a YouTube series I like uh, called Monster Factory, mm -hmm. where they like play these games and make just the most fucked up, ugly looking characters and try to play <laughs> the game and break the game. And they did one uh, where they played Dragon's Dogma and they made their, their pawn look like a baseball. So they made him like super pale with a round bald head and like a little <laughs> red stripe of hair and the entire point of their character was to throw that dude as far as possible <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> it's really really good like that's brilliant what a great video game that you could do stuff like that um well since we had this big blizzard uh we've been like pretty firmly snowed in over here on the the west side of the state uh so heather and i over the weekend got really very very deeply into stardew valley Oh. She, she loves that game. She won't stop. She's like disappointed that I had to record tonight because she wanted to, like it's, <laughs> it's becoming an issue. <laughs> like all she wants to do is work on fishing. So she takes after you and Bailey, I guess. Yeah, but that's the way to do it. You know, that's a, such such an amazing game, dude. That's a really great game, too. <laughs> I think we talked uh, about it on the show before, but I'm like sure we have we've all. Yeah. Uh, along with some of our other friends, uh, Wes and Bailey and I have been playing Stardew. We have like a, a one big farm we're all on and we're getting all of our animals and our plants together. And mm -hmm. we've modded the game so that we can, have, <laughs> we can have more than uh, more than the max number of players because we wanted to have everybody be able to play. <laughs> yeah, really a good time. But uh, yeah, I, I like those ones where it's a little more laid back. And you just kind of hang out yeah. and uh, relax like while you do it. That's like Stardew Valley is like all of my favorite parts of Minecraft, but like turned up to 11 mm -hmm. and then the rest of it kind of like pushed off to the side. Like, yeah, you can build stuff in Stardew Valley, but like the system for building things is like extremely basic. Oh, it's yeah. like you can craft like these specific items. And like if you want somebody if you want a building, you go and buy a building and somebody builds it for you. Mm -hmm. Like you can so you can do it, but it's like way more focused on the farming aspect farming yeah, and the fishing. farming and like the relationships yep. of people in town and stuff like that that's the fun part too 
and and we just like beat kind of the first major milestone in in the context of the greater game which is like uh finishing up the community center and like mm-hmm. helping repair parts of the town by doing all these different things yeah. so if you're if you're like if you need a feel good game something to just kind of like zone out take your mind off of things like something else to focus on that won't stress you out stardew valley that's the way <laughs> to go i'm telling you that's therapy right there um Gonna have a high noon. Oh, cracking open a cold one. We have tomorrow off after all. <laughs> True. Mm. Um, Wes, what have you been listening to lately? <laughs> oh man, I've been listening to a lot of '90s hardcore. Oh. Okay. Uh, so specifically, I've been really into Terror. Terror is a great band. Let me get out my Spotify on my phone and show you what else I'm listening to. I think it's it's mostly been. I think today I spent a lot of time listening to Terror. And I've been going back into listening to Aesop Rock, uh, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of, like, I think he's in a, he's a rapper, so it's rap music, but he's, like, totally different than what you would think of as rap. It's a lot okay. more rooted in, like, like he was, he was around uh, in New York in, like, the 90s, so he did a lot of stuff with, like, Wu-Tang Clan. And he has, like, several groups with Rob Sonic, and he works with Billy Woods all the time. So he's, like, around this kind of scene. Um, Homeboy, he does a lot of stuff with Homeboy Sandman. Um, But now it's, he still has that kind of, like, 90s, like, boom bap sort of drum and bass sound. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot more modernized. Okay. So that's, and he, like, produces his own beats and stuff, and they're really, really good. Um, And his the way he puts words together is absolutely like unbelievable. I was listening to his most recent album earlier today. And there's a song where literally the entire song is just him telling a story about one time he came home and from getting coffee and there was a, a like a tweaker had broken into his apartment. What? <laughs> yeah. So he wrote, so he's like, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a rap song about this. And he like in, while he's, rapping he vividly describes the appearance of his apartment and every single detail of the entire situation it is (laughs) wild the way that this dude uses words really really impressive i really really enjoy it definitely not for everybody um he's got all sorts of really really good music huge catalog because he's been rapping since the 90s um so yeah i've been listening to old old uh, not old school hip-hop but some underground hip hop and uh, '90s hardcore. Okay, all right, I'm into it. <laughs> what have, I'm into what have it. you been listening to, James? Oh, just you sent me a, a song bit. the other day, and I haven't yeah. listened to it yet. Oh well, <laughs> we'll have to do that after this. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff, really. I've been, uh, I it's I started getting more, even more obscure than I already am on Spotify by looking for uh metal music from varying different uh countries i've recently delved into some spanish folk metal bands uh and and i can tell i'm starting to get more and more obscure because now on my release radar on like spotify and stuff it'll like give me recommendations from bands i've never heard of which is good i i like that too because it you know i can find ones that i probably wouldn't see on my own otherwise without the algorithm like picking something out but i can see they their followers are like less than 100 or like that's always 50 a good followers that's exciting stuff. it's I'm exciting like, to find that kind of yeah, stuff right, I know what right. you mean. yeah 
And uh, I don't know, I've got a couple couple different ones. Uh, there was one band I just found. Um, I don't even know if they're... <laughs> this is how obscure we're getting. I find a, a, a band. I'm like, okay. And I saw one song and it was on the list and I listened to it. And I'm like, that's why I like. Uh, it's got the, you know, all the usual stuff I'm, I'm listening to. That's what to. I like. Yeah, right. You know, and I was like, okay, let me check out the rest of the album. I'm like, dang, that album was actually really good. Bands only got one album. That album was released in like 2016, and they've not made something since. Whoa! And I'm like, hey, there's okay. There's a band that I really like that's exactly like that. Yeah, right. There's a couple I, of them actually. I went to Bandcamp <laughs> because they're. <laughs> that's how you know your bands are small is when they're still putting stuff up on Bandcamp, which oh, is yeah. like you know kind of small time bands it's mostly where you get discovered clients. sometimes and and yeah. Yeah. Um, and people, if they really like your music, they can donate to your your project or whatever exactly and, cool. and and i think i think the big thing is i know i'm pretty sure Bandcamp got bought by another company so it has like a new parent company so i don't know if everything i'm gonna say is accurate but Bandcamp's but. <laughs> kind of generally accepted to be the better place to support uh bands because if you buy it from like itunes or something they're getting a very very small percentage of the money that's actually spent right on and that. Bandcamp, Bandcamp, at least it used to Go directly to them it might yes, still it, so i'm not sure if that's changed at all but that's generally right. why people kind of you know especially small bands it's important to support them through means like that where they actually 100%. get some of the money right back to the band that's actually going to make a difference but uh, i bought like that's their really album that their whole album the, their whole one album that they have they're like you can buy it like for any amount over like three dollars <laughs> basically yeah. and i was like oh okay yeah so i i think i paid like five bucks for it i was like oh it's worth yeah, more than sure. at least three bucks but really good uh their name is ocelon if you want to check it out it's pretty ocelon. I, you know, yeah ocelon kind of like ocelot but spelled differently Oc- obviously folk- um folkmetal.nl <laughs> that's the first thing that came up Oh, yeah, dude, this is a folk metal band. This is the most folk metal band I've ever seen. <laughs> They've all got very long hair. There's somebody on stage playing flute and somebody on stage playing violin. And then they have three guitarists. This if looks your dope. song has flutes going crazy and electric guitars, I'm probably going to be somewhat interested in it. That's general rule of thumb. They're a uh, Celtic folk metal band with raspy vocals combined with traditional instruments like the violin, bagpipes, and whistles, and a strong metal bass. This sounds fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. I'm going to have to listen to these guys later. Oh, this sounds we cool. Will. We will. We will. Um, but that's one of the bands I found, and then after that, just kept recommending even more like obscure things. So I've been listening to not like... A lot of these bands don't even have that many different albums, so I just listened to a couple songs by them. I, I think just last night, I was pulled up my release radar and I had like four or five new songs from bands that I've never heard of before. So cool. Gotta love that. Yeah. Uh do you ever listen to you ever listen to Jack Stauber? You know who Jack Stauber is? No. No, he's like a he makes what he calls he calls it micro pop. Um, okay. He's he's a very talented musician. He was like super famous on TikTok. Um I hate to be that guy, but I did listen to him before he was famous on TikTok. <laughs> just okay. in case you were wondering. All right. Um, sure. But and I will prove that by talking about his other band, uh, which is called Juice J O O S E. And I have heard through you. Yes, primarily. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's Jack Stauber. But they're one of those kind of like they only have that one album. Like that's mm-hmm. the, all the music they produced, and they made this album in like two thousand nine or something. Right. And then during during COVID, Jack Stauber released it under the name Juice, um, and it's a killer out. Really, just a perfect album so so excellent i really like it a lot his vocals are absolutely haunting 
Um, it's a very diverse album. It reminds me a lot of like the way that it like hopscotches between genres is really interesting. It reminds me a lot of King Gizzard. If you ever listen to King Gizzard, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and the Lizard Wizard, <laughs> but those dudes are like those dudes are on another level. Like they've made. Oh, how many albums did they make? They've made like 25 albums in the last decade or something. Oh my like, god. It's, yeah. It's They're like crazy. the Stephen King of musicians. <laughs> Just keep pumping them out. You don't know how they have time. Yeah, seriously. It's wild how many albums these guys have made. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Looks like 36. 36 albums. Oh, this includes EPs. Okay. Well, well this is yeah, all in the still. past, over the course of the past like 13 years. They've made 36 albums. Like, that's wild that's oh, yeah. a crazy amount of music to produce yeah because i feel like i at least for a lot of my bands like i get a new album like every other year sometime like if not lucky. super yeah not super yeah. frequently yeah um like aesop rock that i was talking about earlier he'll come out with an album like every three or four years usually yeah. mm-hmm. like his last one before that he came out with one in november of last year and then I think before that it was like 2019, and then before that it was 2016. So like, I don't know. No, there's a, there's a couple in there I'm forgetting, but but yeah, it's like every couple of years. But like having you know two, three, four albums, five albums sometimes come out all in the same year. Blessed. Yeah, especially when you have like I remember there's a year where I had like I don't know it was like a drought. I was just waiting for any of my bands to like do something, and then within right. like the span of like four months, like almost all of them were like, "All right, album's finally coming out." I'm like, "Here we go!" Now I get a bunch of songs in all at once. I'll be yeah, stocked I, up for a little bit. <laughs> I had that happen. I think it was like last year, maybe the maybe the year before that. Like I was like, "Oh man, there's no no good music. I'll listen to some old style. I guess we'll go back to listening to Gojira, I guess." <laughs> I like I like Gojira, and then it was like, oh, new Knocked Loose album, and it's a concept album, and I'm like, hell yeah, that's great. And then I got tired of that, and then Spite came out with a new album, and I was like, all right, I'm happy now. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All my my favorite like hardcore and metal bands are coming out with new albums. So sounds I'm like happy. perfect time for you to uh, jump in and get your band started that you talked about. It's I talk about doing a band a lot. I don't. I was in a band a while ago uh, with Alexander Hume actually, who does our theme song, Steak and Eggs. You can find him all over the internet uh, or in the other Discord channel over here playing Legal <laughs> Company. And I'm going to go join him after we're recording. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was in a band for a while, and I, I realized that, like, I would love to make the kind of music that I, like, make it exactly the way that I want it mm-hmm. and have, like, complete agency over it and not, ha- like, that sounds bad to say, but, like, not have to work with other people. Not that it is, not that I hate working with other people. That's not it at all. It just, yeah. like, you know, it, it streamlines the process, right? Sure. I will make a lot of mistakes doing that. My decision-making is not, you know, infallible, obviously. So we're getting um, a solo project from you first, huh? Well... <laughs> the problem is that I don't really know how to play any instruments. Mm. Like I have, I have a pretty good grasp on playing the drums. That's what I played in the band, um, and I played it for several years. So like, I'm, I'm a pretty good drummer. But outside of that, like, I got nothing. I don't know what notes is. Like, I don't have a good singing voice, which is kind of why I wanted to do like Midwest emo or like some kind of punk thing <laughs> or like. Wow, roasting all of the lead singers of all those bands. No, man. My... Listen, See, you don't have to be like... bad at singing to make this kind of music. That's no, what you like, just I, said. 
<laughs> it works. It lends itself to that style of music really well. Is what I'm getting. Like, yeah. like you you listen you listen to a lot of Midwest emo like the like mom jeans that guy does not have the best <laughs> singing voice but it works really well with the style of music or even you could even like make it talk about I like mean, more popular bands and talk about like blink 182 i thought like, you were gonna say corn <laughs> is another good example like, like, jonathan davis does I not have think, a very good voice yeah i don't traditionally. think traditional or classical like classically trained singer would be like yeah no he's really executing it perfectly yeah, or mean, whatever but it, shit, fits. Wanna... it fits what they're trying to do though yeah bob dylan is one of the most successful recording <laughs> artists of ever and his music is fucking or his uh voice is fucking awful his music is bad not awful but his voice is terrible and he's like wildly successful like i don't know i'm not, not saying that i'm bob dylan jr or yeah, anything I'm, <laughs> I'm coming you for could... your name i could be and yeah. i just don't know it yet <laughs> Unt- I'm all untapped potential over here, James. This is just going to turn into you having hot takes on popular bands and then getting everyone to cancel us. That'd be good, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, no more to that sentence. That'd be good. I don't know. I, I've, I, I have. I'm pretty like harshly critical of a lot of things. <laughs> just kind of yeah. in general. Yeah. Music is definitely one of those. Sure. Um. Yeah, there is. So I can't remember the name. It was just like another kind of one-off band that got recommended to me. And I'm like listening to it, and they had kind of a um, Limp Biscuit inspired kind of style. You're a dad rock. Uh, except, and I was like, I'm into that. You know, I kind of like they got kind of like a hip hop kind of beat, but it's a little, mm-hmm. you know, more harsh kind of vocal thing. Um, and I'm like, they're pretty good. Like, I like Limp Biscuit, but like, just the writing was not. The lyrics were yeah. not inspired, really. Like, half of the songs would be like the same sentence, like emphasized like two or three times. I'm like, mm. leave something to be desired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It also sounded like they were trying to like come off as like, oh, we're super hardcore punk band. Oh, but it was like so on the nose, like all the lyrics were just Dude. like so i'm tough like i'm cool or whatever and i'm like eh. <laughs> you gotta like do like you gotta oh god I, that really bothers me too because i especially like i mean you probably get it a lot too because you listen to a lot of metal and you probably hear it in a lot of like metal bands doing that like especially the smaller ones mm-hmm. um but like hardcore bands do it too it's just like the posturing is just <laughs> yeah. so icky i really it immediately makes me not like a son like right. It's like, I'll hear, I'll hear it go, yeah, motherfucker. And I'm like, ugh, no thanks. Just go that, to the next that song. That was unironically like 90% of one of the songs I listened to by that band. And it's, yeah. it, it sucked because they had like the all of the instrumental aspects of it reminded me of Limp Bizkit, which I liked. Like all the other stuff was fine, but the lyrics, there just wasn't enough there. I was like, yeah, yeah. I can't. So I you can't gotta like, you gotta bring something to the table. You gotta contribute. Yes. You know what I mean? You can't just like, like, you can absolutely go out there and just like make some noise. And if like, you know, if it sounds good, that's great. And if not, I feel like people won't like it unless you're contributing something more. You know what I'm right. saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Rap music, modern day rap music is a good example of that where like people, all modern rap music, like people kind of just talk about the same shit, which is mm-hmm. fine because all the beats are really cool. Yeah. Like, so it's fine. Like, it's good to listen. I like listening to modern <laughs> rap music because it sounds cool. Like, it's interesting sounding. Mm. But it's not, there's not really like substance to it. Sure. But I don't know. You got to have one or the other. Sometimes what, both if you're lucky. Do you have um, 
I don't think I talked about it on the podcast before. Probably not because we're mostly Probably a food not. podcast. It's a food but, po- yeah, but this yeah. is a food. In case you haven't realized it by now, this is a food podcast. Yeah, don't be <laughs> deceived by this episode. We are a food uh, podcast, uh, just not today because we're not supervised by Bailey. Sure. Um, Bailey's our manager. Right. <laughs> but uh, this book I read, I read this book a while ago, like months ago now. Um, but it was really cool. It's just kind of about um, the science behind like your personal preference with music and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, you, you and, told me about this book. I haven't yeah, read it yet though. It, I believe if you look around your office, it should be on a sticky note somewhere because you wrote it down. Well, and- see, I think I lost most of my sticky notes when I got a new <laughs> desk, unfortunately. I did definitely write it on the sticky note and I had it on my desk for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, it was a really I good think- book. It talked about all these different aspects of like, why does some music appeal to some people and why not uh, other people? And then like, it just kind of helped you identify like the things that matter to you when you're looking for new music that you like. Um, what kind of like, what's part of that selection process for you then? Like, do you look, are you someone who listens to a new song and the first thing you're like thinking about is like the lyrics or are you initially looking more at like the overall sound and then like kind of coming back to the lyrics like what's more important when deciding if you like a song or not i think it's more overall sound than listening to lyrics okay uh i think so like a a lot of the music i listen to is you know metal or mm. could be put into the umbrella of metal yeah. or rock. We're not going to um, get pretentious here with too like many guys. What's this type of metal versus yeah, another or gang, whatever? There's too many metal <laughs> subgenres. Just call it all metal. Who cares? It's like, oh, this is this is symphonic metal and this is orchestral metal. Like, I don't fuck. It's all metal. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, grindcore. It's not metal. Incoming wave of hate mail. Yeah, right. I, Slaughter to Prevail is metal. Now what? Like, be mad. Um, no, but like, the Slaughter to Prevail is a good example. Uh, the lyrics are all in Russian. I got no idea what the dude's saying. Oh, but like, absolutely, yeah. But the way that that music sounds and it like, it, I think a lot of a lot of times what it is is it's like a feeling that it gives you. It'll mm. like Slaughter to Prevail does it uh, pretty well. I think Kublai Khan does it pretty well too, where it sets a pace and then you know, you're you're used to the pace and it's kind of like a faster paced music and then instantly like like boom, now it's half tempo and it like has what, you know, people call a breakdown. Uh that like <laughs> that that does it for me. That but you can find that in music that's not metal too. Like a lot of uh like rap music has that a lot where it'll you'll have this like predetermined beat and then a section cuts out and it's like just kick and snare. Like they cut yep. the samples out or something. Or like you know, it's it's any form of like a bridge. Bridges are a big deal for me in music. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I don't. I don't think it's lyrical content so much. I do like, I do like a nice, you know, lyrically dense um, yeah. song. But yeah, I mean, there's plenty of songs where either it's in another language or like I, I'm aware that the lyrics are not particularly inspired but like right this, i like the sound enough overall that i i still enjoy listening to the to the song now obviously there's always an exception to the rule like in the case of the other band i was listening to like where it's just too poor to to be ignored like it drags down the rest yeah. of the song when like the lyrics are just terrible uh um, right well in general, also, like... I, I like the overall sound as well kind of like you 
Yeah, and I mean, there's there's like plenty of songs that I like that don't have lyrics. You know, yes. like I I really love lo-fi hip hop. Like I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of lo-fi hip hop. Like I almost always just have it on in the background, like while I'm doing stuff. Um, Are you the type of person who will? I know some people like having um, soundtracks or like kind of theatrical background music type things playing like while they're working or like doing something you know and i never used to do that and i i still don't go out of my way to do that too often but i have like when i was taking classes at msu or something some some Mm -hmm. of my uh, tas would like play music like that and i'll be like film scores and stuff like that while you're working have you ever done anything like that? no i've never done i've never had like film scores or like orchestral music yeah yeah i've never like dabbled in that I'm usually listening to, um, I don't know, just like whatever hoves into my view, basically. <laughs> whatever, my, <laughs> yeah. whatever my current hyperfixation is, uh, which, as I said, is right now 90s hardcore. Right, um, right. But I, no, maybe I should start doing that. Maybe I'll, like, like, tomorrow when I'm doing my laundry, I'll, like, listen to the soundtrack from the Battle of Helm's Deep or something. I just get like really into it. <laughs> I listen to that kind of stuff when I when I write D and D sessions. Yeah. Like when I'm when I'm planning out all my DM notes, I like listen to like you know. I, it, usually, it's whatever music I'm planning on playing for the session. I'll like pick out my music and then be like, okay, this is the battle music. I'm gonna write this battle while I listen to it. So I sometimes, can kind of get a yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, sometimes when uh, we have like get-togethers or something with uh, Ryan and John, everyone like our usual crew. We we're all like drinking and like playing a board game or something. And then we get some kind of like tavern esque, you know, like kind of like the fantasy uh, uh, totally, RPG kind of tavern music playing just in the background. It's kind of something nice that's there. You're not really focused on it because you're doing whatever it is you're doing. But yeah, you know. tavern ambient. I'm way into that. Fits the vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do with like I'll do that with like lo-fi hip or like if me and uh, if Heather and I are playing a board game or something. I'll turn on like the cozy fireplace with like lo-fi beats. Yeah. Or yeah. another big one I've been into lately is uh, Monterey Bay Monterey Bay Aquarium has all of these videos. It's just like here's a super close-up video of like some shrimp hanging out. It's like two <laughs> hours. It's like two hours of these shrimps swimming around, and there's like lo-fi <laughs> hip hop under it, like shit like that. Like I don't have to pay attention to it, but if I'm if I want, I can like zone out on it for like a couple minutes. I'd be like, oh right, I'm doing something. Mm, I don't know. It's, sure. it's kind of nice. I need that. I need that sort of thing to like. I'm I'm very easily distracted. I have a hard time uh, focusing on a single thing for a long time. Um, so I need to have something that like, if my mind starts to wander, it snaps to this thing and then it comes right back. Yeah. So I'm like always listening to music. I've got a podcast on. Um, oftentimes, when you and I are playing video games, I'm getting up and walking to another room every 15 minutes. <laughs> that's that's why I do that so much. Is because I like can't. I don't know. Even yeah. now, while as we're recording, I'm sitting here. I'm like messing with my wrist thing for my keyboard. <laughs> I can't stop doing stuff. I don't know. Sorry, you just have uh, an active mind. <laughs> I guess so. I do have. Uh, what uh, what kind of bands? Uh, I um, I went to. Well, it's probably like several months ago now. I went to a concert and saw. Uh, I think I actually had already seen all these bands. I was like Breaking Benjamin, Rise, or I almost said Rise Against, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Disturbed, and uh, Ginger, which was the only that band that cool I hadn't show. seen, uh, I hadn't gone and seen before. 
Um, do you have any like do you have like a list of bands like maybe your favorite your your handful of favorite bands that like you have yet to see in person live at like yeah. a concert or something? I don't I don't go to a lot of concerts. Okay. Uh I don't really know why. I just don't. I used to <laughs> I used to go to a lot of They're kinda uh, expensive, you know. Well, they are really expensive, yeah. Heather and I Depending went. Depending on what post, you like. Yeah. We went and saw Post Malone a couple of years ago. Ooh. Which, by the way, incredible show. That dude puts on a great show. But we spent like a hundred dollars on drinks. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. think I think we had like four drinks between the two of us, like really, really expensive to go Where see. Where was it at? Do you was it uh Van Andel in Grand Rapids? Okay. Yeah. Or no, it was at uh that was at Little Caesars. That makes Over more Detroit. sense. I was yeah, say, that was that's at Little like, Caesars in you Detroit. Know, one of the the biggest areas yeah, went, you can uh, sell out. So all of their stuff is kind of crazy expensive. I went and saw a couple years ago. I did go and see one of my bucket list bands, which was Tool. I went Ooh. and saw Tool at Van Andel. I remember that. that. That was a concert and a half, dude. That was an incredible show. Their opener was awful, but that's just always the case. <laughs> um, that was a phenomenal concert. I would really like to see... Oh, man. I don't know. I don't think about this often enough. <laughs> I kind of have, Do like... Do you have any bucket list ones, like, that you haven't seen yet? Um, well, yeah, I, I want to see Korn. I still haven't seen Korn. Uh, I will go with concert. you to see Korn. That yeah. sounds killer. I you know like my my favorite bands are kind of just the ones I've actually seen a lot and it's because of uh, Rockfest which is like a three day event basically and you can buy a ticket probably at the end of all the fees and stuff for like 120 bucks but you, that's your admission for three whole days and there's bands all day that's long worth. so like it's, really it's a good way to knock off a bunch of bands like I've seen Disturbed there Godsmack in this moment uh cool. um. Uh, Marilyn Manson was there. Rob Zombie's there. Like all of Three Days Grace. Like it's a good way to get a lot of bands out of your way all at once. But um, yeah, I would really like to see. Uh, I'd really like to see Knocked Loose. That would yeah. be a huge one for me. Um, dang, dude, I'm trying to think of other like <laughs> Hot Mulligan. When are we going? I, I we forget should, when that concert was. It was in Grand Rapids though, or something. Yeah, they're playing one in Royal Oak in a couple of months too. I would oh, love to go yeah, see Yeah, maybe Hot that's Mulligan. the one. Uh, yeah, we'll have Did to go. Uh, have to go see. Would like to go see too. She just popped her head in here. I don't know if you saw her in the background. Or I did. Um, yeah. Oh, she but, just texted uh, me. Yeah, uh, corn's <laughs> probably one of the bigger ones on my list. I I've seen more. I've actually seen quite a few of like my main uh, bands. Uh, I'd like to see Sleep Token when they come back. They're pretty cool. They're a newer addition to my list of things I need to see. Uh, Arch Enemy's still up there. Arch Enemy uh, would be cool. Yeah, a lot of the bands I like tour in Europe and or and slash yeah. or are from Europe or you that. So much folk metal. It's not even folk metal. It's like just metal in general, and then also a lot of folk metal. <laughs> I would, I would love to go see Slipknot. Yep, I would really like to see Slipknot. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see them before George Jordison passed away. Mm. Uh, it'd be really cool. I'd love to go see Gojira. They're probably pretty high on my list because I think, I mean, see, here I am talking about metal bands. All I talk about is drummers. Like, <laughs> so I'm talking about George Jordison. I would like to see him. Uh, I think that the drummer for Gojiria, uh, Mario Duplantier, I think he's one of the best drummers ever to live. The dude is fucking wild. Um, I think... I'm trying to think of something that's not metal that I'd want to go see. 
Hey man, it's just what you want to see. Hot Mulligan, yes. obviously. That's not well, one. Hot Mulligan, yes, I'd like to go see Hot Mulligan. Um I wanna see there's this there's a folk artist, like just regular folk, not folk metal. Yeah. There's a folk artist that I really, really love, and his name is Willie Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Um I think I've made you I've made you listen to Willie Carlisle before. Yeah, we listen to some. It's like it's just this super raw, like really heartfelt folk music and it's just this dude playing a guitar and a harmonica while he has sings with this incredible singing voice um i'd really like to go see him i'd like to see him a lot but his shows are like he's playing at this random bar in alabama like (laughs) he's playing in the middle of nowhere you know yeah he doesn't really do like he's not a big enough artist he's not selling out arenas or anything right i'm not gonna go see him at little caesars Mm mm-hmm yeah, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, Hot Mulligan was playing at the Pyramid Scheme coming up soon yeah. in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Sepultura? Sepultura would be sick to go see. I don't know if they still tour, though. They're like a Brazilian death metal band. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's, uh, I think it happened. I want to say it happens in Florida. I think it's an annual thing. There's like some that would probably be good. Uh, you'd have to check the lineup, but I think it's like 10,000 tons of metal or something. Okay. That and it's just sick. like a huge, like what another multi-day kind of festival thing, but there's like a bunch of metal bands. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely like metal, like metal uh, rock fest has more like of all the alt rock, new metal, all the other stuff. Yeah, mixed sure. in. But like, this is more like metal oriented too. So I bet oh. there'd probably be a lot of bands that you want. Like I'm sure knocked loose and stuff like that would probably make probably, an appearance there. Probably. So uh, Deftones. I'd love to go see Deftones. They're my they favorite band of all time. Oh, yeah, they still tour. They put out okay. an album a couple years ago. Um, they're my favorite band of all time. I would really like to go see them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are there any bands like... Hmm, if there was... If there was only one band that you had to see... Like, if you were to only go to one more concert for the rest of your life, what band would you go see? Um... Man, that's a tough question. That's a really tough question. I mean, I'd probably have to go with my favorite band, uh, even though I've already technically seen them. Uh, LVT, my LVT, my, yeah, yeah, my my folk metal band. Uh, I did see them in Detroit with Ryan and John. Um, the Great. one of the lead singers was not there because he had like a family emergency, so he didn't go on the American tour. So they actually had the other two opening bands, the the lead singers of those bands would cover his parts in different songs. That's um, cool. That's so really it was cool. like a very cool kind of unique show. Uh, and I got to see obviously like the rest of it. It's a large band. There's a lot of instruments. Sometimes there's bagpipes, there's flutes, there's they guitars, a, there's a violin, a hurdy-gurdy. A, you know? Okay, I was going to ask if they had a hurdy-gurdy. You know they got a hurdy-gurdy. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, that, that show was really good. And I'd like to see them again uh, with uh kringle there so that'd be pretty cool well hopefully you? oh deftones 100 deftones just yep <laughs> easy like, now, that I, now that i thought of that that'd be really cool um i don't know van halen if eddie van halen was still around but yeah, <laughs> last uh rage against the machine i'd like to go see too anyways cool. um what do you say we call that an episode you mean call it whatever you want yeah i mean <laughs> at, the, at the end of listening this at the end of listening to this, you can't say that you didn't listen to an episode of a podcast. That's true. So, like, there That's we true. go. Let um, us know how you like uh, our random unsupervised episodes because, you know, we can yeah. make this a recurring thing if Bailey or perhaps someone else 
is uh, indisposed during one of our recording days. We could we could just kind of have some off topic conversations like this. Yeah, free us from uh, free us from our position underneath the thumb of Big Dog. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's fine. He's he's a good manager. Um, yeah, you can find us on all of our socials. Dinner for Breakfast podcast on Facebook and X. Bailey always says Twitter. It's X now, I believe. It is X now. Get with the times, but Bailey. Come really, on. really, who cares? Um, yeah, send us an email at dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail.com if you have anything you want us to talk about, any questions. Um, stay, stay tuned for your uh, regularly scheduled discussions on food. Yeah, when Bailey's hopefully not sick. Uh, when we'll have mystery packages. Wes and I are getting our vengeance against Bailey. It'll be good. True. It's really true. Except I sent something to you, so I'm taking out my aggression on you instead of on Bailey. My well, bad. I'm called for. I kind of thought we were a team on this. Well, but we'll we'll, we'll just have we'll to consistently we'll make Bailey's next um, couple packages uh, very nasty. trying for him. Yes. Take a. I I have Bailey's package that he sent me right over here, and it was like clearly labeled on the outside what it is, and I'm very excited for it. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I'm really excited. But, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled because maybe, like, when Bailey's better, we'll be uploading an episode. I don't know if that'll be next week on our regularly scheduled day or if it'll be some random day throughout this week. But um, just keep your eyes open. We'll probably put it on socials or something if we do an off-scheduled episode. But, uh, James, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, No. No, just no? thanks right. again for joining us. I know it was a little cool. different discussion today, but we'll uh, we'll be back on track next week, and uh, hope you guys have a good week. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.